inside part two of our 2023 NFL draft breakdown. Hope you enjoyed Naveed and I's um, look at the NFC conference, the draft picks. So now we're going to shift over to the AFC conference and hope you guys uh, are ready for uh, the 2023 NFL season. But also, hope you guys are tuning in to the NBA Finals, uh, down to the final two teams, the Miami Heat and Denver Nuggets. Uh, Denver Nuggets last night just took a 2-1 to one commanding lead in the best of seven series. So we will see if Miami can respond Friday night in South Beach. So interested in seeing how that's going to turn out. But uh, Denver is two wins away from getting their first NBA World Championship. Uh, first time they've been in the finals ever in their 40-year-plus history. So it's going to be something if they can uh, become kings of the mountaintop in the NBA. But also, hope you guys are having a great summer. We just kicked it off a couple of weekends ago, Memorial Day weekend. I know everybody's enjoying their fun in the sun and great times on the lakes, uh, jet skiing and... Um, just all that jazz and so I know it's a lot of family time since uh, kids are out of school and whatnot for the summer so hopefully everybody will have a good summer but uh, without further ado we're going to get into the AFC conference so enjoy today's show. All right you there man? All right Naveed welcome back welcome back got the second half of the analyzation of the the NFL draft 2023. Mm -hmm. Uh, We uh, previously knocked out the uh, NFC so we're going to move on to the AFC now. Let's go. Let's go so man uh, let's start with Baltimore Ravens uh, 10 and 7 record last year second NFC South Uh, they did make into the playoffs right I believe. They did, and then okay. they lost to the Bengals. That's what I was thinking. Okay, so in division rival. Okay, so very fluky. Uh, the last touchdown uh, yeah. was a very fluky uh, fumble. I think it was Lamar Jackson wasn't even playing um, uh, in that game. I think he was injured, wasn't he? Yeah, I'm trying to remember. Uh, let me pull it up real quick. Uh, are we going to analyze the Ravens? Uh, let's see. Yeah. Let's see. They lost by only a touchdown, actually. Uh, yep. Fiber. Yeah. Tyler Huntley. Yeah. Had one interception. That's right. Touchdowns. Okay. What was. Oh, okay. What was wrong with uh, Lamar? Was it the foot or. Yeah. Foot or back injury. Okay. Okay. He had some sort of injury that sidelined him for the last few games mm-hmm. of the season and uh, and also the playoff game. So, I mean, I, I guess people expected the Ravens to make an early exit. And, uh, you know, honestly, I think seeing that, I think I under, it helped understand why the Ravens may have been dragging their feet at re-signing Lamar. Right. Um, because yeah, as great as he is when he's healthy, the sad reality of, uh, running QBs, mobile QBs is that they are a lot more injury prone and a lot of mobile QBs, they rely very heavily on their athleticism 
and your athleticism will only take you so far. I mean, and when you hit like maybe your thirties, you're going to yeah. hit a wall. Exactly. Um, and so, uh, I think that a lot of mobile QBs may not be as mechanically sound as fundamentally sound, um, in their passing abilities. Um, as as the more pocket QBs. Yeah, and I mean, I guess you would say what Michael Vick kind of started that, because um, used to, mm-hmm. you know, you just had pocket QBs, you know, Aikman and Steve Young. Steve Young could scramble a little bit. Um, Steve Young was like one of the original, yeah. uh, original QBs who really uh, – really brought it to a coach's attention like okay yeah you know maybe we can mm-hmm. we can use the QB as a running back light of sorts right um but uh you know I, I think as good a scrambling QB as he was uh didn't do any favors by absorbing as many hits as he did <laughs> yeah, that's the only thing. Yeah, you're just prone to getting hit, you know. And mm-hmm. We know how much <laughs> lifespan is on a running back, so you just, I mean, yeah. It, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> additionally, getting hit, you know, people, you know, trying to sack you, you know, you got the defensive ends rushing. So, I mean, yeah, mm-hmm. that's yes, and like double the trouble there. So, <laughs> yeah, exactly, and yeah. and so yeah. True, true, true. So, uh, Baltimore, they need a wide receiver, cornerback, outside mm-hmm. linebacker, and offensive tackle, and a QB, which they didn't get a QB. They got the other four out of the five there. Nope, uh, but uh, they did get a receiver. So, yep. I mean, I can't, I can't uh, be upset at them getting help for Lamar. And uh, six, uh, the Tom Brady pick, round six, pick number 199. Uh, they got a guy from – they got an offensive tackle from Oregon. And then around 7 229, they got an offensive guard from USC. Um, now, those guys, they may <laughs> they may not make the roster. They may be in practice squad spots. But, yeah. uh, you know, beefing up the O-line, it's good, especially for uh, QB like Lamar. Uh, I think – I think Trenton Simpson, he had a pretty good year at Clemson. Um, so I, you know, I, I'm kind of excited to see how he's going to do. He was a third team All ACC last year. Um, and let's see, he had he had uh, 65 tackles in 2021. So okay. yeah, he was a decent. Decent get. Um, ran a four three forty, which is definitely encouraging for a linebacker. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, most certainly. Uh, and I, I kind of put a note on here too. Um, they definitely had to get him some protection because I don't think Blindside's there anymore. Michael uh, Ower. I don't think he's there anymore. No, no. Uh, so he, he's been he retired gone. a few years ago. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, and. They got they had to get Simpson because uh, prior, either prior to or just after the draft, they declined to pick up Patrick Queen's fifth year option, um, which is understandable. Uh, he 
you know, you you have certain expectations when you're a first round pick. Of course, and, you know. Uh, you know, I think Queen that uh, LSU being in the 2019 college football playoffs, uh, Patrick Queen played lights out both of those games, and I think that greatly boosted his draft stock. But uh, that's just not the case now. Yeah. Um, and then Lamar got the big payout contract. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yep. I, I think it eclipsed uh, that of Deshaun Watson, didn't he? Yeah. Um, speaking of, where is old Deshaun? <laughs> He's in Cleveland. Oh, that's right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I know, you know, he had the suspension dealing with that. Okay. Yeah. 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 That's yeah. right. Cleveland. And, so, which we'll get and he's been garbage uh, ever since uh, in the games that he did uh, that he did play. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and speaking of Cleveland Browns, we will switch over to them and um, fourth in AFC North, seven and ten record last year, and they were even saying on the buzz earlier, uh, you know. They were talking about Baker Mayfield, where he's been since he mm-hmm. left Cleveland and, you know, took him to the playoffs in 2020. And, yeah, they're back to <laughs> – I don't even know. I mean <laughs> – Yeah, they're back to mediocrity now. I mean, they're not they're not like the Browns of, what, 2016 or 2017 where they didn't win a single game. Yeah. Uh, Kevin Stefanski is definitely a better head coach than Hugh Jackson, in my opinion. Yeah, um, I don't know how Hugh ended up getting another uh, head coaching job this time, albeit in the uh, in college. But uh, Stefanski, he's a better head coach. However, um, I do think he's got a bit of the his seat's a little warm entering this season. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, there are some young coaches, and I don't know, maybe. Last young coach in the Super Bowl, would you say what Sean McVay maybe? Yeah, I believe I guess recently, you know, uh, I think he is the youngest head coach to win a Super Bowl. Uh, yeah, because we got Andy Reid, who's just won two out of the last few years, and then you had mm-hmm. uh, uh, Bruce Arian. So, I mean, you know, older coaches that have been around for so long, you know, finally got a, a, a Super Bowl title. But yeah, man, uh, yeah, yep. Kevin Stefanski, I was thinking. Well, I don't know if the Browns going to obviously, you know, went into the playoffs. I, I, I knew they probably were going to beat Pittsburgh at least uh, mm-hmm. at, at minimal, you know, at least win one playoff game. They got there, they won. So, uh, but, uh, yeah, they picked up Cedric Tillman, wide receiver Tennessee, third mm-hmm. round. Yeah, that I'm not sure. a couple of picks uh, as a result of signing Deshaun Watson, or did they – uh, offer those picks to Houston. That's what I'm wondering because you know Houston got you know they picked twice. I don't know mm-hmm. because of that. Uh, well, they got uh, they got Cedric Tillman, who was a good uh, second option behind Jalen Hyatt. Who it, I'm it's still baffling that Hyatt fell uh, as much as he did. I thought he was going to be a first round pick. Um, yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, he did. He had. Uh, he finished last season with thirty-seven receptions for four hundred seventeen yards and three touchdowns in six games. 
So, yeah. um, you know, six games only, that's a little underwhelming. Uh, I guess it's good that he got picked in your, uh, earlier um, uh, rounds, but okay. it, he didn't play that many games because early on in the season, uh, he suffered an ankle injury against Akron, and that kind of hindered his uh, his availability. Ah, uh, yeah, that's and that was his. It was that his senior year, or junior year. Do you know? Uh, that was his. Uh, I think that was his uh, senior year. However, I'm sure he could have gotten an extra year due to him having been on the volunteers in 2020, and then everybody got uh, an extra year that year because of COVID. Ah, uh, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Um, so this is kind of because you know I see they picked um, what. Three, three, I guess, defensive players, four offensive. What it appears. Hello? Hey there. Oh, yep, yep. I think we cut out. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was saying... Looks like they picked up uh, three defensive players, four offensive players. They did. Uh, Siaki Ika from Baylor. Uh, I think he'll be a decent addition to the defensive. Yeah. Um, you know, granted, the Big 12 is not necessarily known for defense. However, uh, he uh, had the benefit of being molded. I think he played pretty much all his college ball uh, under Dave Miranda because he originally yeah. started off at L2 and his uh, his freshman year was 2019 and then he followed Miranda to Baylor when, right. and I think that's a, that's a very good Miranda's um, molded a number of good players in the NFL he has yeah and uh Sad to see Aranda go, um, but I completely understood. I couldn't blame him at all. Yeah, for uh, sure. He, <laughs> um, so yeah, I think you know, I think that was a good that was a good pick by uh, by the Browns. Yeah, because they won a, a Big Twelve title. Baylor did. What was it? A couple years ago. Uh, yes. Okay. They either won it or. They made the champ. No, no, they won it because they played Oklahoma State. That's what it was. Oklahoma. Yep. I was gonna say yeah, it was yep. a couple of years ago. And then they beat Ole Miss in the Sugar Bowl that year. Yeah, they they because I think they got to what eleven wins. Uh, yeah. Oh, uh, tw- might have been twelve. Twelve. Okay. Okay. I know they were at least at eleven, but uh, but yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, let's see. Tw- yeah, twenty twenty one. They were twelve and two. Okay. Okay. Finished uh, in the top five in AP polls. So. Oh, sweet. Was, okay. Mm-hmm. I was kind of surprised that uh, they took a step back this past season. Um. 
Yeah, so I, that, I know Kent, the the Kansas teams kind of you know basketball, not just basketball, but but definitely uh, football. Um, mm-hmm. They did pretty pretty decent, um, you know. Usually, because I think one time both were in the top twenty five for a while, I believe, weren't they? Well, Baylor started the season off at number ten. Okay, and then uh, in on October first, they lost to Oklahoma State. Um, uh, thirty-six to twenty-five, and Ooh. after after that, they just uh, they never recovered. Well, they started number ten. Uh, the second week of the year, they played number twenty-one BYU, and they lost twenty-six to twenty in two overtimes. Ooh, yeah, that was cute. That <laughs> that knocked them down to seventeen. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, October first, they. They went. Uh, they were number sixteen, and they played Oklahoma State in Waco, but then they lost that game. And then afterwards, they just uh, they never made it back to the top twenty-five after. Mm-hmm. So just kind of kept falling and falling. And... Yeah, yeah they did. <laughs> it was a wrote. bit of a lackluster season. So. Yep. 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 <laughs> um, so we got Pittsburgh Steelers nine and eight, third AFC North. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously Roethlisberger, uh, he retired what, two years ago? He did. Okay. Uh, last, uh, last season there were some growing pains, but yeah. I think that was, uh, one of the better coaching jobs Mike Tomlin has done. Yeah. Um, they got, uh, Joey Porter Jr. in the second round. Um, God, I feel old knowing that I I remember something? seeing I'll, the senior I'll, one. <laughs> I'll see junior, and I'm like, you got to be kidding me! Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, Broderick Jones. It made sense to get uh get an offensive lineman, uh, especially a tackle. Uh, I'm guessing that. Yep, uh, they didn't get a QB either in the draft or. I don't think they signed anyone in free agency. So Pickett, no... he's he's still the main quarterback or, or QB one. Mm-hmm. To my yeah, knowledge, Kenny, Kenny Pickett, yeah, from from Pitt, from Pittsburgh, from Pitt, mm-hmm. University of Pitt Panthers. Um, yeah, they got see some uh, as a de- defensive tackle. Uh, they got Darnell Washington in round three, and I think that was a good addition because he yeah. is a monster. Um, Man, last year, Georgia having both Darnell Washington and Brock Bowers, that was just unfair, man. <laughs> That's just not fair. <laughs> I tell you, are, are they from in the state of Georgia? or? Um, no, actually, uh, Washington, he w- he played ball in Las Vegas, and Bowers is from Calif- uh, California, yeah. So they're West Coast commit man all the way from, mm-hmm. from from over there i mean that's usually here clemson alabama or you know getting yep. those type of uh players but yeah from from yeah Coast. i'm surprised that uh kirby actually went out that far because you yeah. know georgia is a embarrassment of riches and <laughs> you know there are other schools in georgia like georgia tech right but, uh, as far as uh as far as uh you know pick of the litter yeah, uh, Kirby's got uh, Kirby can get whoever he wants. He really can, you know. He's got the two rings now, so I mean, I mean, Georgia is one of the best states for recruiting in high school football, is. and 
Florida's yeah. right next door. Most certainly, yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, I guess good on them for going out west. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the only thing they did not get uh, uh, the uh, Steelers was a wide receiver and inside linebacker. Uh, they did get an outside line, linebacker, uh, Nick Herbig out of Wisconsin. Yep, fourth round uh, pick. Um, yeah, uh, they got. He is an OLB. Um, maybe he. They'll try to move him inside. Yeah, uh, it's TBD. But I think uh, I think Steelers fans can at the very least be optimistic going into this coming season because Mike Tomlin proved that um, you know if above all else he's good at managing personalities and. He proved he proved he's a damn good coach. Yeah, because uh, they could have just after uh, probably midway through the season, but they fought and clawed their way to a nine and eight record, and and so uh, yeah, that's that's definitely it's definitely good. Yep, for sure, and then. Uh, rounding out uh, AFC North, got Cincinnati Bengals. Mm-hmm. Uh, man, they just what they've been able to do tremendous the last few years. You know, went to Super Bowl a couple years ago, and then uh, almost went last year. Almost went, yeah, yeah, very, very close. Uh, mm-hmm. So a uh, twelve and four record, first in the division. Uh, need mm-hmm. a running back, safety, and cornerback. Um, it seems like they're just adding. Uh, they are. They're just adding. I mean, they. I think. The Bengals are going to go as far as Joe Burrow and Chase can take them. Um, as long as those two are on the are on the roster, um, they are going to they're going to be uh, contenders. Yeah, be at the least nipping at the heels of the Chiefs, um, and and so yeah, they're uh, that. They did do a good. They did do good in the latter rounds. Get Charlie Jones and Andre Yosivas. I'm not right. sure if I say his name right. Probably the but, better I would, but <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, they got uh, two running backs, and then in the fifth round they got Chase Brown uh, as a running back. They got two receivers, sorry, uh, and Chase Brown as a running back. Um, so I think that's good to add depth. Um, and then they got Miles Murphy from Clemson in the first round. So I think, uh, that's, he will be a good compliment. Uh, I think Trey Hendrickson is the current, one of the current DNs for the Bengals. And so, uh, having Murphy there, um, will be a good addition. Yeah, they, and last they picked uh, DJ Ivy uh, at a, the U. Mm-hmm. So uh, no, you know, pick two cornerbacks. Uh, so yeah, that's it's going to be good there. Um, so mm-hmm. just shifting a little bit to down to the AFC South, we got the Houston Texans. Got those two two early picks. Yep. Uh, yeah, three thirteen and one record last year. Uh, last <laughs> division. <laughs> Uh, but let's take a look here. Uh, of course, as we all know, second second pick uh, 
CJ Stroud at Ohio State. We know what he can do. Mm-hmm. Dynamic player. Yep. Absolutely. Uh the way I saw it with uh between Bryce Young and CJ Stroud, I thought you know, I it should have surprised exactly no one that Bryce was the first overall pick. Right. But and he was the better collegiate player. He had the better collegiate career. He did. But I think overall CJ is the better QB. Um, Bryce has done great facing off against Georgia defenses uh, and also defenses such as LSU. Um, but it showed that, you know, he needs an elite receiver. Right. He didn't, uh, you know, he couldn't really step up as well. It's not entirely his fault, but uh, he didn't exactly step up when Jamison Williams was out, when when John Mechie was out of the, uh, of the, was it 2021 National Championship game? Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, CJ Stroud, last year, had uh, had Marvin Harrison Jr. not gotten injured, what was it in the third quarter of the Ohio State Georgia semifinal? Then That's Ohio right. State yeah, I mean they won. took them. They they almost upset them. They got really close. Yeah, they literally needed a missed field goal to <laughs> uh, to win. And uh, and this is a game like I thought Georgia was going to stomp them because they they really shit the bed against Michigan. And Georgia had walloped LSU. And so I didn't think that there was going to be any chance. Um, and so, yeah, that CJ Stroud, I think, really impressed everyone. And, uh, and then at number three, they got Will Anderson Jr. We all know what he and, can do. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. Yeah. And he's got D'Amico Ryans as his coach. And so. They've that works that out bad, perfect. That uh, Alabama linebacker connection, and Ryan's himself has been one of the biggest, uh, one of the brightest rising stars in uh, in the coaching ranks. He has. Mm-hmm. And so, um, and so I think that's that's going to be very helpful for Anderson's development. Uh, I'm actually excited to see how he does. Yeah, and then I see Nate uh, Nathaniel Dale, uh, hometown uh, boy, Houston, mm-hmm. Texas. So he yep. gets to play in front of his friends and family. Obviously, there wide receiver. That uh, is a pretty awesome thing. Yeah, and then uh, looks like they picked up another wide receiver late sixth round, uh, Xavier Hutchinson, out of uh, Iowa State. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. Yeah, uh, so he'll have some people to throw to. Um, say, and like I said, C.J. Stroud, uh, you know, smooth, pure uh, pocket passer. Um, yep. Able to see the field, very decisive. So that's going to be uh, – they're, they're going to be a team to watch. I, I think it's – let's say some, some of a bounce-back year. Maybe – I, I want to say maybe nine and eight, but maybe possibly not. Uh, could be leaned to a seven and ten. Um, 
Yeah, you know, nine and eight, that would be incredible. Yeah. Um, but I don't know if I think that might be a bit of a tall ask. It is, because of course, and we'll get to Jacksonville here in a little bit, but yeah, I mean you got Jacksonville in that division, and then um we'll go in and, and touch on Indianapolis. And they got my guy, Anthony Richardson. <laughs> Gator Nation. Uh yeah. wow. I mean, great pickup. Um well, does, he, does he become the franchise of that team now? That is a good question. I think Anthony Richardson was the ultimate uh feast or uh famine pick. Yeah. Uh there is not going to be any middle ground between I mean, he either kicks ass and is unbelievable. Uh, and conjures up images of uh, Peyton Manning and Andrew Luck, or right. he's out of the league. There is no in between. Yeah, because he's a bigger guy too. Yeah, you know. See, here's the thing about Richardson. He has all of the intangibles. He has. I mean, he's got good size. He just wowed the absolute hell out of Jim Irsay and probably a lot of other scouts with his uh, arm strength, and that's great. But you know, you look at his tape and you're just like, why exactly pick fourth? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Maybe. This... No, 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 Kyle Trask. Let me just throw that out there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, let's just face it. Cause I mean, I wasn't expecting a lot of Kyle Trask, you know, and um, I'm trying to think of his name. Number 13. He went to Arkansas Razorbacks when he got injured. Uh, Felipe Franks. Felipe Franks. Okay, yeah, yeah, so when he got injured and then Kyle Trask, and it's okay, and, you know, of course, announcers are kind of touting him up a little bit, but, man, but, I mean, he had a great game against LSU, and then, I mean, he played really good, you, you know, um, the rest of that season, and then, so, yeah. It's um, a good question, you know, was he, was he, I don't know, it, a bad situation with, Dan Mullen basically not giving a shit uh, in 2021. I kind of felt like that a little bit. Yeah, it was kind of just to a point. Like, And then Billy Napier was, uh, well, he also left some to be desired. Right. I mean, he overall had a six and seven career record as a starter. Uh, a 54.7 career completion percentage. Only thirty-one oh five yards and twenty-four touchdowns to fifteen interceptions, mm-hmm. and th- those just are not; those are just not numbers you would expect of a top-five draft pick. Exactly. Yeah, that's too many. One too many interceptions. Uh, you know, like like I said, we know he can air out the ball. Uh, and he ran a four four three forty, but yeah. uh, I, I sometimes I've just been questioning. You know, for a long time I've questioned just how is it really worth it uh, to take that high of a pick based on how they wow in the combine because they'll time you in the forty, but that's not going to be your game speed. Uh, no, no, yeah, it, yeah. Like I said, he. I mean, you'd have some people that just don't do well at the combine. I don't know if it's just a, a bad day, but you know, all these 
players you would think they're preparing for it. But, you know, yeah, he showed out the combine. But, yeah, you know, we'll see during workouts how he's going to really, you know, just in practice. But also when the lights come on in September, you know, how how's he going to fare? Yeah. I mean, you know, if you look at the two years that he was there, let's take 2022 in which he was a starter for um, – I think pretty much all the games. Yeah, he was. Uh, the biggest teams that he had to go against, uh, you know, Kentucky, Tennessee, LSU, Georgia, um, Florida State. He got trounced by all of them. He did. He did. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think Trask kept a bit like he could actually go toe-to-toe match, you know, touchdown for touchdown. Don't know if I can say the same with Anthony Richardson. Now, when I watched mm-hmm. it, when they played University of Utah in Florida, the first game of the year, mm-hmm. um, you know, it was just like, okay, I was getting real excited. And I got to thinking, I said, man, let me settle down. Let me think about this. Okay, let's see what he's going to do. Uh, and I believe they play Kentucky next, if I'm not mistaken. Next week. Yeah. And, and they I got embarrassed. Hawaii. And I just remember looking at the score, and I'm like, oh, God, I didn't get to watch it. And I'm like, well, okay, so was that first week a fluke? Because he just, like, it was almost like a bowl game or a championship. I mean, he just was going off, like, some of the stuff he was doing. Just, mm-hmm. And I was like, mm, yeah, okay, we'll see, because he's going to be playing against, actually, SEC opponent directly the next week, and then here we go, you know. Yep. Uh, and the first SEC opponent they played was – Against number eleven Tennessee in Neyland, right, and you know against against Tennessee, uh, you know they didn't do that good. They lost thirty eight to thirty three, but that right. score is uh, deceptively close. Uh, yeah, they were losing by uh, I think ten, a little more than ten at one point. Mm-hmm. And basically, Tennessee had taken their foot off the gas. See, there you go. And they kind of, eh, you know, Florida kind of caught up. Yeah. And then they barely, you know, it's like they held on to the to the win. But, yeah, um, that score yep. probably wasn't indicative of, of the actual, you know, what happened. You know. Right. Uh, they lost to LSU 45-35. So they, lost, they lost to Georgia 42-20. to I mean, Georgia straight up embarrassed. Anthony Richardson. Yeah, yeah. And that's the game you – I mean, if you – yeah, you balled out against Utah. If anything, you got to ball out against Georgia. And, you know, I know sometimes we kind of caught Georgia by surprise. If I remember one of the must champ years. I mean, we were even going for fake field goals on fourth down. I mean, because I mean, yeah. it was just like, well, we have – I mean, we pretty much lost the seed. I mean, we weren't in a good position. So, we just threw every – you know, we were trick plays, all kind of stuff, and we ended up winning. So we were like, yeah. we're going to be upset, you know, their chance at maybe getting a higher bowl. So, yeah. The uh, third think- game of the year, they played South Florida, mm-hmm. and they won 31 to 28. South got- Florida was a 1 and 11 team last year. Exactly. Yeah. And that's what I was worried about. <laughs> I was like, and see, that's what I'm saying. It's, and that's the thing since, and that's the thing that's worried me, since Tebow left, we really mm-hmm. haven't, you know, been that consistent. You know, the games and, and I just remember now twenty was it yeah, twenty twelve when we had uh Jeff Driscoll 
Mm-hmm. And the only reason why we had a what eleven and two record that year was because our defense was was lights out. Oh like yeah, we had really good. And it, I mean, it was just good enough. Driscoll was he was mediocre, but I mean, we and but not just him as a quarterback, but we we had offensive weapons, but. Yard defense, like, because I know we played LSU. You may remember that game. I mean, it was, yep, you know, LSU we, lost. Yeah, it was close, but it seemed like we were kind of dominating because we only lost to Georgia and then we lost in the Sugar Bowl to Louisville and, yeah. and New Orleans. But yeah, man, other than that, but yeah, it's still um, been a mediocre offense. Yeah, a mediocre offense coupled with a phenomenal defense. That is Will Muschamp's calling card. Yep, and that's where we can. And that's another thing I said on the last podcast. I've said it. Just speaking with people, you know, um, you know, great coordinators, great coordinators, you know, are they going to be great coaches, you know, head coaches? And that's really hard to. A lot of times, transition. no. And there's nothing wrong with that, but. Right, right. A lot of times that's just not in the cards for them. That's true. Um, you know, if you, if you were to tell me that Team X has has a sensational defense, but their offense leaves a lot to be desired. You wanted me to guess who's the head coach? Will Muschamp would be. <laughs> <With> Muschamp. <laughs> yeah, he'd probably be my top pick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, uh, I mean, dead giveaway. Pick him out of lineup. Yep, Muschamp. Mm-hmm. Of course, of course. And so, you know, they beat Utah at the season opener. They barely beat South Florida, who was a 1-11 team. They won against FCS Eastern Washington, yep. who finished their season three and eight. There we go, right there. They Proof beat Missouri. They beat Missouri by a touchdown, and Missouri finished the season six and seven. See, there we they go. They beat A yep. and M, and A and M didn't go to a bowl game. Um, and then their last win was on November twelfth against South Carolina, which okay. <laughs> South Carolina was decent. They finished. They finished the season ranked uh, in the top twenty-five, and uh, before losing their bowl game, they did beat Tennessee and Clemson, which was kind of funny. <laughs> that is. That is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Most certainly. Um. So pretty. I mean, you know, they, they had several picks in Indianapolis. Um, Few, yeah, they had a lot of picks. Uh, they had twelve picks total. So uh, yeah, uh, so yeah, several picks. Uh, wow, I'm just looking at. I mean, they picked up several, uh, a couple of different. You know, they got offensive tackles. Um, they got mm-hmm. running back QB. Of course, we mentioned Richardson. Uh, they got two. He's the crown backs. jewel of the of the draft. Yeah, of the really draft was. for the Colts. Yeah, some of these other players, uh, you know, and you know, Northwestern, Evan Hall and Wagner, Titus, uh, Leo, inside linebacker. And I don't know, maybe these smaller schools that, you know, those sometimes are the players that do really well in the NFL, you know. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, so, Jerry Rice, he's from, uh, what is it, Mississippi Valley State? Uh, I think yeah. that was the name of the – it's an HBCU somewhere in the – Okay, and then you got uh, – uh, what's his name? Brett Favre was out of uh, Southern Miss. Southern Miss, yep. Yep, Terrell Owens. I think he was at Tennessee State, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I know he's out of uh, Tennessee, but yeah. And then, uh, you know, Shannon Sharp, 
He was at Savannah State. Savannah State. Yeah. Yep. So, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll see with them. I mean, and I, I don't know. I, as far as record, um, I'm going to say they might get six wins maybe. Uh, mm. Five. See, I, that's going to be – That's going to be disappointing because you draft a QB yeah. in the – Charlie Richardson's fault. True. You know, he had no control over where he was going to get picked. Yeah. Um, but you draft a QB in, as a top five pick, you're going to expect him to be um, to be the franchise QB. Yeah. Uh, you don't expect him to, you know, I think it would be in his best interest to sit for a year and then kind of develop and learn the game, learn the pro game. But that's just not going to happen with the fifth overall or uh, fourth overall fourth pick. Overall pick. Yeah, I, I, I think he may be. It, well, starting off, the Colts. You know, he he's on the team where he's he's probably going to throw these like bomb touchdowns, but mm-hmm. you know he's still going to have to develop a lot, um, and then you know. We got to see how his wide receivers, uh, Josh Downs out of North Carolina, got picked. Um, yep. And then whoever else Indy's got on their roster. They have uh, Jonathan know, Taylor. Uh, he is the prime offensive weapon. Yeah. Running back. But, yeah. Uh, you know, running backs, they can be injury prone. Uh, they have a shelf life at 30. That's when they often hit a wall. Yep. Um, and so you can't. Uh, and you know the game these days is a lot more pass happy than it oh, used to sure. be. It's all about you know high scoring and yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. So you yeah. can't always uh, have a running back be the centerpiece of your offensive game plan, right? Yeah. The same way a lot of times uh, in this day and age in the NBA, you can't have a Shaq like center be the centerpiece of your offense because yeah, he can still muscle people out of the way and dunk all damn day, you know, but, uh, that's, that's not what the games, how the game's being played so much these days. Yeah. They're, and it's like you just said, football, high scoring, same with basketball. You get these all-star games, like 140 to 135 or something, <laughs> you know, it's like everybody's jacking yeah. threes. You, you live and die by the three, you know, almost yeah. now. So everybody's – even when I go to the gym and play, everybody's shooting, you know, throwing up threes. Um, yep. You know. For better yeah. or worse. For better but, or worse, uh, yeah. So you just kind of, you, you know, go with I, it. Um, but, yeah, we got – Admittedly, I'm not always a big fan of that strategy because it – because that coupled with the loosening of uh, – or uh, I guess tightening of defensive rules kind of turns the game into a – bit of a, like a shoot around pretty much yeah and me and a, a friend of mine we were talking the other day and that's what we were talking about it just even nba just seems like well they're going down shooting going down shooting other team you know it's yeah just, yeah that's 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 kind of what the game steph is, is the greatest stress steph is the greatest shooter of all time hands down hands down yep but he plays no defense mm-hmm no, he, he plays absolutely no defense. No, he's driven behind his back. He's showboating a little bit, you know. Yeah. And I'm so, you know, fan, but... it's a good question as to if the 
as far as who who's the greatest team of all time, right? And you pair teams like let's say the 2017 Warriors with Steph, KD, Clay, Draymond. You have those guys versus, um, say the '96 Bulls or the '86 Celtics. Uh-huh. Uh If you were to ask, okay, who would win? Well, one of the first questions you also have to ask, along with that, is which set of rules are we playing by? Bingo. Because if you're playing by 86 Celtics rules or 96 Bulls rules, then uh, <laughs> you Steph can level played... them through the lane. <laughs> yeah, Bill they may take a bit good. of a beating. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bill Ambeer will not take your shit. Uh-uh. He will bitch slap you and laugh. <laughs> right, that's right. Yeah, they're coming <laughs> in that lane and like they do. Uh-uh, no, no, uh, no, no, sir. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah anyway, we definitely change. Yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Tennessee Titans. Uh, you know they had that knockout game with Jacksonville to get in the play. Uh, you know, to the playoffs, and you know mm-hmm. uh, whoever won the division, uh, do or die. Uh, they lost seven and ten. You know, in previous years they've been in, you know, fourteen and two, number one seed. Maybe still get beat out. You know, but they've been better in some years. And uh, we don't know about Derrick Henry. Uh, I heard he may go to Philly. I don't know. Do you have an update on that? Or I don't think so. Uh, yeah. Let's be honest. If they, if the Titans were really interested in letting Derrick Henry walk. They wouldn't have gotten an offensive tackle in the first round. Right. That's a good point. Uh, because, uh, I don't know, you know, an offensive tackle would be good even if they wanted to have somebody else as the focal point of the offense. Right. But they didn't really pick up any well-known in the offseason. They didn't really uh, sign any well-known QB, uh, you know, veteran QB. And so here's an interesting question. Will Levis falls to the second round and gets picked up by the Titans. So between him, uh, Malik Willis and Ryan Tannehill, who do you think is the odd man out? Because I don't know if the Titans want to have three guys in the QB room. Yeah, because... Tannehill's been injured mm-hmm. at times. Um, I, I believe I saw Malik Willis. Um, was it a Sunday night game, I want to say, on NBC? Uh, maybe. Or was it Thursday night? Maybe it's Thursday night football. I'm trying to remember. But uh, that was the only time. In, 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 uh, number seven, right? Yeah. And okay. he was uh... – yeah, Malik Willis is seven, but, uh, I mean, he was just abysmal. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. I kind of remember he wasn't that – he didn't he didn't have that good of a showing, uh, and it was no. prime time, so – and it was his first start, it was, uh, I think, later in this, that season last year. But, yeah, Will Levis, I mean, he he's probably second, and I don't know about Tannehill. I mean, if he's – if Tannehill isn't good to go, then I would – He might – and then they might try might, to ship him. Yeah, yeah. So then I feel like Will Levis, I mean, since Willis had a abysmal, you know, debut last year, I, I just – yeah, I was going to – I'm going to go with probably Levis is probably going to get the start more than likely. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, Malik Willis in the games that he did play, 
he wasn't very good. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's got zero touchdowns to three and one rushing touchdown. Um, but here's the thing. People drafted him. Tennessee drafted him knowing that he was going to be a project QB. Yeah. He wasn't expected to be their franchise's Peyton Manning or Tom Brady. Right. And so, you know, you can't be that upset when a project QB plays like a project QB, especially in a situation where he's thrown to the wolves. I think uh, wasn't Derrick Henry out for a number of games. He was out too. And he was like, you know, they're maybe going to play and just, you know, doubtful. It just, you know. Mm-hmm. So that's the that's the thing. Him and Tannehill, I mean, yeah, they're great when they're healthy, but man, they're injury prone, you know. Yep. Uh, so. Yep. I, I, and Tannehill, he's 34 years old. So he's been in the league for, this will be his, uh, 12th year. He got drafted yep. in 2012. Right. So this will be year number 12 for him. So he's also really getting up there in age. Because he um, he's four year, years younger than me. So, yeah, 34. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah he's not going to be playing like Brady, at four, you know, to 45. Because, like I say, you know, Tenny has just been so injured, you know. Um, yep. He is, he is often injured. Um, but uh, so it's a good – it's a good uh, question to see how long he might uh, continue um, continue playing. Yeah, and then they picked up Tajay Spears out of Tulane, running back. So mm-hmm. just in case, you know, we were just talking about Henry. You know, that'll be good because yeah. Henry probably could. You know, you need to have more running back depth if you're going to build an offense around. Uh, right now, they already have Hassan Haskins. They who got. Uh, drafted from uh, what was it last year, and uh, he had himself. Uh, he was a pretty good uh, player in at Michigan. He was a first team All Big Ten, second team All American. Right. Um, had himself quite a game against Ohio State in twenty twenty one. However, having a third guy and Henry might they may he may not like it. He may maybe he enjoys being the top dog, but it's probably best for his career longevity if they have a little bit more of a running back by committee approach. Yeah, and and you know I don't know about this upcoming year, but in two years, if you know they may be kind of like possibly, and we'll get to them here shortly. The last team in in the AFC South, the Jacksonville Jaguars, mm-hmm. maybe you know. Um, they, they had uh, Sunshine, uh, Trevor Lawrence. Uh, <laughs> you, you know, it, it did take them because this they made the playoffs, what, his second year? Yep. Okay. Yeah. You know, Urban Meyer didn't work out, as, as we mentioned on the on the, the last podcast uh, episode. No, but, absolutely uh, not. Yeah. They, I mean, they got a, a win against my Dallas Cowboys. I mean, they, they were winning, like, any way they could, you know, Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. And speaking of, we'll get to them um, – you know, they made it into the playoffs, got beat out by the, the Chiefs' eventual Super Bowl champion. We'll get to them, of course, later. But um, mm-hmm. they got all the picks uh, that they were looking at getting, defensive end, cornerback, tight end, offensive linebacker, and wide receiver. They got a hell of a lot of picks. They did. Uh, 
Wow. I'm just looking here. Uh, Ventro Miller out, out of University of Florida. Tank Bigsby, I think, is a good addition mm-hmm. from Auburn. He was uh, yep. he was definitely a tank at Auburn. It's unfortunate that he had to play in the play under Brian Harson, who looked lost. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I to I it's just baffling as hell. I understand why they fired Gus Malzahn. Yeah, but of all coaches, that just seemed like the search because why would hire Brian? He has zero ties to the SEC, zero t- very few, if any, ties to the South. Uh, so you know he's he didn't exactly know the landscape that well, the recruiting landscape, and on recruiting he really didn't give much of a shit about recruiting. Uh, you're not going to win in the SEC if you uh, if you write off recruiting. You just won't. Period. You can, yeah, you can't. You got to recruit, especially yeah, like you said, SEC. You got to recruit. Yeah. Now, you know, it's funny you mentioned recruiting. Um, me and uh, my manager at work, we were actually talking about this the other day, and we were thinking that because of uh, the portal becoming ever more popular um that might kind of it might kind of lead to um like sign national signing day and just recruiting in general it might lead to that having less importance over time because you know the choice is going to be do you want to go with a five-star uh five-star um a guy out of high school who's got everything that might make him a good fit um and you know he you're go- however you're gonna have to mold him uh once he gets onto campus you got to yeah because i mean essentially college you're finding yourself uh mm-hmm. so yeah i mean the other option is you're gonna go uh you're gonna go the transfer portal route and find a guy who's kind of already seasoned in terms of playing the game. And, uh, you know, it could pan out that way. I think ultimately, you know, if I'm going to be an alarmist, my alarmist uh, take is that this upcoming season, if Colorado does well uh, with, um, you know, we've seen how Deion Sanders has been working the transfer portal. He has. He's been working it hard. Yep. And doing it in a way that's really unprecedented. So if Colorado does well and show, or the very least shows promise, um, I mean it's only a matter of time till schools like Alabama and uh, Georgia and other bigger names they uh, they follow suit. Yeah, and I just wonder how because, and that's something we were talking about. Nick Saban, uh, you know, me and a friend of mine uh, talking about Nick Saban. How, you know, when they did the college football playoff, you know, they got out of the BCS system. And I remember they asked him and he was just like, well, yeah, I mean, that's just more games, you know, or something like that. And, I, you know, I, like, is he really happy, you know, because, um, you know, there's a chance. Well, it, now they had two losses. They definitely weren't going to get into the to the uh, college football playoff. But uh, they got given, you know, teams more of a chance now. Uh, they're going to expand here in next, 
you know, year or so. Uh, but yeah, that transfer portal and, and the same friend I'm talking about, Montreux, we, we've talked about that constantly about the NIL deals and the transfer portal. And we may have to do a podcast just along about that. Um, right. Yeah. Cause man, it's just insane now. Like, um, Desi Steels, you know, he, he, this is his third team. I think you think he's transferred twice or something. It's just like the wow. You, you know what I mean? There's no play. Uh, there's no athletes just committing and not, you know, going somewhere else. Well, uh, kind of sort of like free agency. Yeah, exactly. They're making it almost like professional, you know, sports almost. And then with the advent of NIL, uh, it's going to probably delay who knows how many guys, uh, how many big-name guys from uh, going into the NFL. They may want to play an extra year yeah, uh, because of NIL. You know, one thing I didn't – I wouldn't have thought about had he not mentioned it. But, you know, my manager, he played college ball at Arkansas Tech. Okay. And he was uh, – <laughs> yep. Uh, wait, was that their mascot? Please. Yeah, well, and I have a friend that's a coach. Um, he's at, I believe, no, I'm thinking about his brother because his brother coaches too because they come from a family of coaches where their dad coach. But, mm-hmm. uh, but anyway, um, I lost my train of thought. What I was going to say, uh, what were we talking about? Um, Arkansas Tech. Yeah, so they went to Arkansas Tech. Okay, oh, I got sideline there. Yeah, they went to Arkansas Tech. Yeah, I I don't know what a Wonder Boy is. Um, <laughs> I, I I don't know some mascots. I'm just like, what? Yeah. Um, no. So yeah. Well, I mean, in Alabama, you ask yourself, what the hell does a Crimson Tide have to do? Does an elephant have to do with Crimson Tide? The, the only thing, and I'll, you'll probably get it, but I was thinking, I was thinking long and hard, you know, got the elephant. But I, the only thing I was thinking is Tusk Alusa. Um, I thought about that one time, the gill elephant with the tusk, and I was like, oh, Tusk Alusa. I, I don't know if anybody's ever thought about that. Maybe so, but I just, I was like, uh, but still the elephant, and then and then the roll tie, that, that part of the roll tie, I'm just like, uh, you know. <laughs> yeah, it just. I, I don't I don't get it, but oh well. That's so uh, reaching. But yeah, you said he yeah. played at Arkansas Tech. He did, um, and so he played on the offensive line. And he mentioned that one of the things that could possibly be made a lot more difficult now because uh, players transferring in and out all the time, right? Is that at least with an offensive line, um. The one thing you need is cohesiveness. Players need to be able to communicate with each other all the time. You got you know, to. There's not a single uh, offense that is a good offense with a bad offensive line. There isn't one. Yeah. And so if you have a group of guys who are, you're not sure if they're going to stick around for the long haul, and they're not sure if they're going to stick around for a while, they may not be able to be as cohesive as uh, you may want them to be. That's going to provide a problem. That's going to be a problem. It is. Yeah. And so um, 
I think uh, that's going to be an interesting thing. How are you going to get, how are you going to adjust to that? How are people, uh, coaches going to adjust to this uh, issue of cohesiveness? Uh, well, because of the transfer portal. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it'll be, yeah. it'll be something to see. Something. Yeah, most certainly, most certainly. So, yeah. And now we're gonna move on to got the last two divisions here. Um, we'll go ahead and go with let's go with the AFC East. Let's do it. Um. We're going to knock out – let's go with the Dolphins. So, we know what's going on with Tua, 9-8, uh, second in the AFC East. They did get into the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Uh, they did yep. lose in the in the, in the the first round. Um, they did. I know they were uh, just they... talking about them on Sports Center earlier, Miami Dolphins. Oh, yeah, what happened? Uh, Well, they were just kind of breaking down the AFC East. Uh, nothing necessarily bad or anything, but – um, because and we'll get to the Jets here last, but you know you got the Jets. We know uh, Mr. Rogers came into the New York neighborhood now, um, <laughs> and then the the, the Bills though. Um, you know that division is going to be hot. And just think, man, if now I know they've got, and we'll get to them shortly. The Patriots have got um, Mac Jones, but that division is just man, I, you know. It's Anybody a bit of a meat grinder. It, if, if, you know, well, to us, you know, with the concussions and all that, uh, sticking with Miami here, but um, I just don't know how they're going to be. Yep. Uh, you know, two is a huge question mark. Absolutely. Uh, and the fact that they had to forfeit a first round draft pick didn't help matters. Uh, I think it right. was due to that tampering with uh, Tom Brady. Oh yeah. Okay. Um, the fact that the other two QBs on the roster are Skylar Thompson and Mike White, uh, you know, I don't know what to think about it. It's a damn shame because Tua has, I mean, he's got such a fantastic offense around him. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's got, uh, let's see, Raheem Mostert, uh, Miles Gaskin at running back. They drafted Devon Devin A Chain out right. of A and M, who I think is a very underrated back. He is. Um, I'm yeah. personally, I'm happy as an LSU fan. I'm happy he's gone because <laughs> boy, was he a pain in the ass to have to deal with. Oh yeah, uh, he yeah he's he's good. Uh, I think he was an under he's an underrated pick. Um, and then as far as receivers go, he he's got. Uh, Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill. You can't go wrong with Tyreek Hill. I mean, come on now. <laughs> no. And Jalen Waddle's another guy. I'm no longer at Alabama. I mean, that guy was a fucking menace of a player. Yeah. He is, he's a rocket. And, uh, and, I mean, he's just fast. Just so damn fast. <laughs> Um, yeah, he is. Yeah, that's. Yeah, I mean, you just can't catch it. But yeah, they, so they they're teaming up Tua and Waddle. Uh, uh-huh. They did get that, another uh, receiver, Stanford. Uh, they did. Yep, they got Stanford. Um, let's see. Logic, Wait. Again, by the way, but 
Oh yeah, Elijah Higgins out of Stanford. Yes, out of out of Stanford. Yeah. Um, yep. Uh, he'll probably be a rotational piece. Right. Uh, but uh, the one A and one B, as long as they're around, are going to be Tyreek and Jalen Waddle. Uh, you can because it's too them. damn fast. Yeah. You know, nobody can catch them. <laughs> Yeah, and, and you know, the, in so many games, that's another thing they were talking about Sports Center earlier today. There's so many games that if they lost, it was by you know minimal, or they were down against the Ravens and came back and beat them. You know, and I, I think it was mm-hmm. on Thursday night football. I mean, just incredible uh, the the will and desire to win, uh, yep. just being down, you know, a few touchdowns, and then ultimately coming back and winning. So. Um, you know, Elijah Higgins, it turns out. Oh, sorry, you were you were saying? Oh, no. I'll oh, go ahead. Yeah. I was going to say that uh, as far as receivers go, Higgins may not even be used as a receiver because he was a receiver when drafted. However, he's on the depth chart as a tight end. So, see, he, he's probably going to be used, I mean, just in case, you, you know, they could flip-flop him a little bit. Maybe. Uh, well, possibly. 234 is a little big for a wide receiver. That's, yeah. In my opinion, that's it's a little more of a tight ends. Uh, that's a tight end size, I think. That That is, yeah. That that could be because I, I don't move Waddle. Um, mm-hmm. and obviously, he'll I keep them. And, yeah, like you said, just move him over to tight end, just shift him over. Um, yep. And he can block. He, he's got a wide frame. So uh, he does be a problem for him, you know. Up in the block, absolutely. So, um, and then we've got. Let's see here. Who do I want to go with next? Uh, we'll go and get look at the Patriots. All right, let's go to the Patriots. Uh, uh, <laughs> you know, I will. Uh, Bill geez, Belichick. Look at all being... those picks. I hope you're. La- I was wondering if you're laughing about that. <laughs> well, 12 picks is a lot, but to me, the what was funny was uh, Bill Belichick being petty with the Jets. I don't care for either team, but it's just yeah. always funny to see Belichick being petty with them. Oh, cool. Uh, and, you know, he's hated the Jets since uh, since becoming the Patriots head coach. He for a day with the Jets and then resigned to be the coach of the Patriots. In that summer. <laughs> Well, yeah, he left because the Jets would not give him GM powers. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I remember that scene on that uh, documentary, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so he's with the he's with the Patriots. Uh, I tell you, I mean, I think you could say they've done okay uh, in the years that Bel- Belichick's been coach. Pretty they've decent. done okay. Yeah, yeah. Since, since Tom Brady left, they made, you know, one, it was one year they made the playoffs. I think it was like, uh, 20, 2021. 20, yeah, 2021. They got knocked out. But, <laughs> um, yep. but yeah, so, th- yeah, they picked up a lot of defensive players. Uh, uh, they've the got – they got exactly who they wanted in Christian Gonzalez. Yeah. Uh, they actually had – so, this, this latest uh, incident of pettiness uh, stemmed from how the Jets, they really wanted Broderick Jones the uh, pick for the Steelers. Right. And uh, the the Patriots had the 14th overall pick. Um, 
They act, and the Steelers had the 17th. The Patriots spots with the Steelers uh, just so the Steelers could go ahead and get Jones. And Belichick basically smirked at that. <laughs> and Christian Gonzalez was still available at number 17. So they were like, yep, we're going with him. And, you know, if you're a defensive guy, a uh, few, few minds in the NFL better than Belichick when it comes to defense. That's true. Yeah, he's a defensive mind. And then, you know, they picked mm-hmm. up not just Christian Gonzalez. They picked up late Keon in the sixth, seventh round. They picked two two more cornerbacks. They did. Uh, Amir Speed and Isaiah Bolden. Yep. And then, like you said, Keon, uh, Keon White, uh, defensive end. So, that's mm-hmm. – yeah, It was four. a very defense-heavy uh, draft for the Patriots. Um, Definitely first three rounds, and then they get to the fourth, and they got uh, three picks. They picked a center, uh, PK, and an offensive guard. So, hello, hello. Oh, yep, timed out again. <laughs> um, I was just saying they picked up. Uh, a center, offensive guard, and PK in the fourth mm-hmm. one. They got Kayshawn Butte at, at uh, receiver at number uh, round six, pick 187. So he um, shed some light on him. Yeah, you know, the thing about Kayshawn Butte, he was injured for parts of 2021 and 22. Um, and he was really wishy washy towards the end of 22. Uh, at first, he said that he was uh, coming back uh, for his uh, last season. But then I think the next day he said, no, you know what? I'm actually going to the NFL. Oh, wow. And um, I had a feeling that he was going to drop. I just didn't know how how far he would drop. Yeah. Because he's a good receiver when he's healthy. He was a good receiver. However... A lot of times he came off, he doesn't seem like a team player. Uh, definitely added to the whole wide receivers or diva. Uh, or they're a bunch of divas. Add, definitely added to that stereotype. Right. Um, however, he's a good receiver. He's, he's a fast receiver. Um, he's got good hands. Uh, the... Two things you got to worry about. One is maturity, uh, that whole not being a team player. Two, his uh, being injury prone. So yeah. we'll see. Uh, we'll see how he does. Uh, they did get the Patriots got. They lost Nelson Aguilar, but they got uh, um, was it Juju Smith Schuster, and so. Um, uh, I'm, I'm interested to see how, how, uh, they're going to do. Got De- DeMario Douglas out of Liberty. He's a wide receiver. Mm-hmm. So another small school, um, uh, yep. could, could, you know, could be dynamic. Uh, you just never know. Uh, draft aside, one thing I'm looking forward to, uh, is I'm going to see how, um, Bill O'Brien's going to do. As the OC, yeah, yeah, um, 
and it's also going to be interesting to see if there's going to be um, a bit of a controversy brewing between Mac Jones and uh, Bailey Zapp because Zapp played what two or three games last year. Uh, flashes of um, of excellence, I guess. Um, and so uh, maybe he'll want he'll think, okay, you know what? I'm not exactly getting a shot here, so maybe I'll want to go somewhere else. Who knows? Uh, Mac Jones, he had a pretty good freshman year. However, last year he regressed. It shouldn't surprise anyone because he had fucking Matt Patricia as his OC. Matt <laughs> Patricia is a career defensive guy. He it is. May have, you know, if I am going to, uh, if I'm going to be cynical, I'm going to think that Belichick intentionally put Patricia on, um, on offense just so the Patriots would suck more and therefore get a better position in the draft. Um, so maybe that was the case. If so, okay, I guess mission accomplished. Um, and. So now they actually got an OC in Bill O'Brien. He over Bill O'Brien, he was a he had a good he was a good coach for the Texans. He was not a good GM for the Texans. And you know, he was a he was a decent OC for Alabama, but uh if you ask Alabama fans, a lot of people in Tuscaloosa would have been happy to have helped him move up to New England. <laughs> yeah, he just didn't seem like, you know, from what who they usually have, he, he just seemed kind of mediocre at, at best. But. Yeah, you know, I it was almost like after a few years of Lane Kiffin, um, and then you had guys like Steve Sarkeesian come in. Um, Brian Dayball was uh, after Lane Kiffin. Um, Mike Loxley after Dave All, and then, um, and then Sarkeesian after, uh, after Loxley. I think I got the ordering right. Um, those guys, they all had great offenses. Yeah. Um, and you know, the weird thing, it's O'Brien, Bill O'Brien was able to, um, get Bryce Young a Heisman. However, I don't know, man. It just at times it just felt like Alabama's offense was lacking. Yeah, and you wondered because if there ever was where it's to a point where man, Alabama's kind of falling a little bit, you know. Yeah, uh, it'll be interesting to see how Tommy Reese does uh, uh, this year. Um, I mean, I, I think as long as Nick Saban is the head coach, yeah, that's amazing. Alabama will be fine. Yeah, yeah, that's I don't think nothing, you know, shouldn't hit the panic button yet or anything like that, you know. No, and Alabama fan out there, but I think that it speaks to just how, you know, how much of a juggernaut the football program in Tuscaloosa is that this past season they lost two games by a combined four points. Really low scoring. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Or, well, and, not that many points, I should say, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they lost two games by a combined four points. And they uh, they finished the season ranked number five. King, oh, is the dynasty over? Has Alabama, has Nick Saban <laughs> lost control of Alabama? No, no, relax. No, nah, yeah, yeah, not so much. No, not so fast. <laughs> yeah, it could all that could also possibly have been due to, um, you know, in addition to, uh, in addition to the games that they did lose, right? You know, they they beat Texas by just one point, barely. Um, they needed a little. They needed a last second stop to beat A and M. At home, I thought that Alabama was going to run away with that game. Um, and then they needed a last-minute stop to beat Ole Miss, too. So, uh, you know, a couple of those games, they were a little worrisome. And maybe that's why <laughs> that's why people were thinking. Uh, that's true. Mm-hmm. Yep. I don't buy it though. I, I don't buy the whole dynasty is over. No, not yet, not yet. Uh, and, and it's, I mean, you know, they had, you know, they they lost uh, to Georgia that first year. Georgia won the national championship, and then they weren't even in the championship picture last year. So mm-hmm. usually, and I was thinking about this a while back, if they didn't win a year, they were back in it and won it at least. Now yep. two years, you know. Uh, since they've been in, but a few years since they won, about three years since they won. So y- you wonder, though, also, though, hey, if they don't get it done this year, what are what is Alabama going to say? Because they, they would say, you know, usually we, we're in the college football playoff, uh, you know, at least, and, and maybe, you know, they've won a few titles. But now, you know, like I say, they have been in the title two years, you know, two years ago since they were in the title, not last year, but they used to win in it all. So mm-hmm. that's also what I think about in some aspect there. Yeah. Um, man, I, well, where was I going with this? People want to say Georgia is in the middle of a dynasty. Yeah. They're in the middle of a couple of really great years. And, I guess dynasty it's it's you know possible right it's possible to uh consider it that um but you know two championships does not a dynasty make no and and I think and I don't know was the league really good in the last two years I mean if you think Georgia well definitely Georgia dominated last year undefeated Mm-hmm. You know, and then the year before, you know, they, 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 you know, they lose Alabama SEC championship and then it's a rematch for the national title. And, you know, Alabama, and I thought, honestly, I thought Alabama was going to win national title until Young threw the interception. But I had a feeling Georgia, I, I mean, it was inevitable. They were about to get a championship at some point. Um, mm-hmm. it, it, you know, I just, you know, I was like, well, are they still kind of cursed? But yeah. If they, I mean, we'll just say the next 10 years, if Georgia doesn't win, or obviously, let's look 15, 20 years down the line, are they even going to, you know, they, they might be in the college football playoff. It's expanding. There's a chance, you know, Kirby's still mm-hmm. there, recruiting really well. Yeah, they'll probably be in the college football playoff. But, you know, is it going to be like that big, long drought that they faced before? That's the question. You know, is this probably. just, a, like you said, just a couple of good years, you know? Right. I think it'll depend on who Kirby leaves at 
uh, who he has the keys over to. Yeah. Um, that will determine, you know, will they go on? Um, the best course, the best scenario you can hope for after having a sustained period of success, something that say Alabama has had for the last 15 years, you know, you can hope that some, that you have this continuity that Ohio state has had. Yeah. I think every, I think I saw that every head coach for Ohio state dating back to the 1950s. Right. Has been inducted into the college football hall of fame. There we go. Um, I guess excluding Urban Meyer, but he's, <laughs> he's going to be. Yeah, let's just face it. He probably, yeah, <laughs> we know he probably is at some point. I mean, he's he's won three national titles. Right. Uh, and so um, every every coach since, uh, yeah, the 19, or no, maybe 1940s because uh, Paul Brown was the head coach in uh, in the 1940s. Um, well, he was in the Pro Football Hall of Fame, not the college. Um, anyway, so from 19, 1950 onwards, Woody Hayes got hired in 1951. He won five national titles. Yeah. Um, a huge asshole of a person, and his <laughs> uh, his coaching career ended with a thud. Oh, well, uh, sounds like Bobby <laughs> Knight, but... <laughs> kind of. I mean, he, he got fired from... A, uh, from Coaching at Ohio State because he punched a player. Oh, that's a Clemson player. Wasn't a chair throwing, but (laughs) incident. No, (laughs) actually punched him. (laughs) Yeah, so back then, and and, you know, this is like kids getting whoopings. I mean, it's it's like not much nowadays that happens. But yeah, I mean, back then you probably get away with a lot more. You know. Mm Mm-hmm. After Woody Hayes, you had Earl Bruce. Um, You know, he wasn't as good as Woody Hayes, but he four Big Ten titles. Um, and he got inducted into the College Football Hall of Fame. After Earl Bruce was John Cooper, who uh, some consider a mediocre uh, by Ohio State standards. Uh, Cooper was in the Hall of Fame. Uh, after Cooper, you had Jim Tressel. Tressel's in the Hall of Fame. We know, we know, yep, we know that deal. If anybody watched uh, the Youngstown uh, boys, uh, 30 for 30, yeah, definitely check that out. Really good. Yep. And uh, Luke Fickle was an interim coach. Uh, I don't hold that season against him. Right. Um, And then after 2011, Urban Meyer came along. (laughs) Uh, And I think it also speaks to just how spoiled Ohio State has become because they're talking about, you know, Ryan Day might have hit his peak because they lost last year. They've lost the last two games to Michigan. and See, there we go. Uh, and they're used to beat Michigan, so are they kind of falling back a little bit? No, I don't think so because yeah. the, the, the Ohio State-Michigan series has always been cyclical. It's always been cyclical. And, um, and so, you know, even if they do – uh, lose a few more uh, games against Michigan. Um, you know, emotionally that can be draining. However, uh, the emotions can also cloud objectivity, in which you think, okay, we might have lost to Michigan, but we've also beaten Penn State, beaten Michigan State, uh, Iowa, Nebraska. 
Um, so you you see you hear all those teams, and you realize Ryan Day has he has a forty five and six career record at uh, Ohio State, including thirty one and two in conference. Literally, his only two losses have been in conference have been to Michigan. Yeah, uh, he has never finished outside uh, the top six in his uh, four years at Ohio. So to think that he's on the hot seat to me is just fucking. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, like you said, the, the the record, the record there, man, it, it definitely says it all. Definitely says it all. Uh, yeah. So we got just round out this uh, division. So New York Jets and the uh, and the uh, Buffalo Bills, which I, yeah. I'm thinking it's going to be head to head, you know, with with those two teams. I feel like. Yeah. Um. I mean, the Jets they got their picks. Oh, I think the news that overshadows with anyone anyone this is the fact that they got Zava or I'm sorry, Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers, yeah, uh, and they got Alan Lazard. I mean, it's and even Robert Saley was like, "Oh, it's it's that's ridiculous." Uh, Aaron Rodgers didn't have a list. Well, uh, yeah, he, he is, knew who he wanted. <laughs> have you been watching uh, the stuff that's come out about Aaron Rodgers in the locker room? It just he he acts like you know he transcends the organization in a way. Oh, uh, my goodness. Yeah, that was not surprising. I didn't know how he was because uh, a friend of mine, he's a, he's a Green Bay Packers fan. Uh, mm-hmm. And, you know, he was telling me Jordan Rogers, uh, uh, you know, Aaron's brother is, is kind of a douche. Uh, I think at one time, <laughs> you know, he, he went to Vanderbilt. I think he was on The Bachelor or something. But And I just, you know, as far as a good, you know, pretty good person, I know Shaq has said that um, I think they were at a hotel or something. I don't know what it was for, and I think Aaron took him out to dinner or whatever. So it seems like a pretty good guy. And then, but then the the, the you know the the football stuff, you're just like wow, you know, people saying you know he's holding Green Bay hostage, and you know he's trying mm-hmm. to make a decision, and he's just kind of stringing them along, and you know, pretty much they were getting tired of the last few years. They're just like, all right, it's shit to get off the pot, pretty much. Basically, yeah. Uh- he ca- he gives me vibes of, and I'm glad I'm not the only one who thought it, uh, <laughs> yeah. according to Reddit. Yeah. But um, have you watched? Have you been watching Ted Lasso? No, it's funny. We were at the Rangers game, soccer game last night, and they, uh, a couple of my friends I was with, they were talking about it, and I, I need to start watching it, start binging it. But uh, I, I highly it. recommend it. Okay. Um, we. Uh, we actually watched it at this. Started watching it at the suggestion of one of my wife's close friends, mm-hmm. and um, we finished binging the first two seasons. Yeah, uh, I think in a week or so, and then okay. season three came out, and we've been watching each episode as it comes out. Um, and so yeah, it's a it's a very good, uh, very good series. Pretty mm-hmm. funny and. Uh, and I'm pretty wholesome, I'd say. Oh, satire. Yeah, and it deals with a lot of. Uh, it's also very relevant in yeah today's age. Uh, you know, deals with things like uh, mental health issues. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah. You got to throw that in. You know, it got to hit kind of different facets of mm-hmm. kind of what's going on in society. Most, most certainly. Yep. Yep. Now I mentioned 
Ted Lasso because uh, one of the players, one of the characters, uh, he was in, I think, three episodes in this past season. His name was Zava. Okay. And, you know, Zava was a guy who, you know, acts larger than life, acts like he transcends the rest of the organization. And, <laughs> yep. you know, almost, almost acts as if he himself is a deity. Uh, um, yeah. Kanye West is kind of. In a way, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. I was I was amused to learn that Zava was it, it was thought that he was based off of uh the soccer player's Leitan Ibrahimovic. Oh. Okay. <laughs> uh and the story that made me think that, you know, that guy might uh Zava might have been based off of Zaytan. Um one, they look similar. Mm-hmm. Uh two <laughs> when uh when Zaitan went to uh sign with the LA Galaxy uh what was it in 2018 2019 mm-hmm. um one of uh LeBron actually sent Zaitan a a jersey of his oh, wow. basically as a welcome to LA gift okay what he what Zaitan then did was he autographed the jersey and sent it back to LeBron. Oh my gosh. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't surprise me. Yeah. 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 And so <laughs> Wow. That's insane. Oh man. So yeah, it made me think, holy shit, this guy is Zava. This guy was who Zava is based off of. Yeah. Lo and behold. Mm, lo and behold. Um, so yeah, the Jets, uh, Will McDonald the fourth outside linebacker. Um mm-hmm. you know, they got a center offensive tackle. Um you know, they're kind of building. I mean, they're they're essentially maybe this is their all in year. Rogers thinks he's probably gonna play this year and maybe another year. Um mm. so I you know, I, I don't know. Uh, that's gonna you be know, interesting. The, the fan in me can speculate, yeah. be hopeful that Rogers plays for the Jets, then he will follow you know, he will follow what Packers legends have done in the past. And after his one year with the Jets, he signs with the Vikings. Mm-hmm. And then the Vikings go all the way to the NFC Championship game. And, lo- and lose to the Saints. <laughs> the Saints. And then the Saints go on to win the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, <laughs> it, it was just to a point like, yeah. Um, yeah, and he very may well do that. Because uh, my friend is a San Francisco 49ers fan, Montreal, he mentioned because um, he thought, and even Brady, because you know Brady's from California, and also and Rogers, so that Rogers. they he would played at Berkeley. Yeah, they would have maybe landed, in, you know, a quarterback for the 49ers, but uh, you know, lo and behold, you know, he's with the Jets. So, <laughs> yeah, uh, Rogers. Uh, is. Yep. Uh, so you know, it'll it'll be interesting to see. You know. Uh, I'm wondering if this might be after this season, Belichick may want to call it quits because the yeah. Jets got Aaron Rodgers and they seem to be trending in the right direction. They can't seem to beat the Patriots, but I think last year, last season was uh, was there was reason for optimism. Okay, uh, the Bills are are you know the top dogs in the AFC East. Okay. 
Which, yep, getting there shortly. Yeah, they are. Mm-hmm. Yep. And the Dolphins are also trending in the right direction. Um, assuming Tua stays healthy, uh, you know, he's got Mike McDaniel as a as an offensive mind. He's and uh he's a really good offensive mind at that. Um and you know, they're also trending in the right direction. So you know, for the longest time, the Patriots kind of had. Hello. Sorry, did I cut off? Oh, yep, you're good. You said the the, the Patriots had. Oh yeah, they had a. They ruled the AFC East with an iron fist. They really and, did. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know. This could be the sign of, you know, the empire falling. End of times, yeah, because, I mean, yeah, Belich has got, what, six rings? Six rings, and then two two uh, as the defensive coordinator under Bill Parcells. Oh, that's right, Um, yeah. So so he's, I mean, yeah, he's just stacking his money at this point because, I mean, I I don't mm -hmm. think the Patriots are going back to the Super Bowl, honestly. no, they, you know, went so many years and, you know, the playoffs so many consecutive years. I, I just, yeah, you're right. I, I think he'll probably, um, in the next I couple do of want, years. Yeah. You know, I do want to see, uh, Belichick win another, another ring just so, okay. and it's not that I'm a Patriots fan or I'm a Belichick fan or I'm even a, or I hate Tom Brady or something. Right. No, uh-huh. but you know, Belichick is one of the greatest coaches of all time. He is uh, a great defensive mind. I just want him to be able to shut people up to say who are saying, "Oh, he only won because of Tom Brady." Ah, gotcha. Yeah. No, if you look at those uh, teams that um, the two he won with Bill Parcells, a lot of in some ways he was a lot more influential as a coach. Um, and some thought. Some speculated that he was the real coach. Parcells was just a, a patsy of sorts. I, I could kind of see that a little bit, yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to take away from... More, like, in your face, mm-hmm. Belichick seems kind of a little bit more reserved. He is. Uh, a person of few words. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, anyway, where were we going with that? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. So, uh, thoughts that... Uh, Belichick may retire if uh, if he's not if the Patriots, uh, you know, kind of uh, lay another egg. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see. Yeah, I mean, especially this division because uh, it's really going to be neck neck Buffalo and, and the the Jets, um, and of course Dalton Kincaid with with Buffalo. Uh, he, he's <laughs> they, they swapped him from from Dallas, uh, mm-hmm. and then you know Florida. Uh, speaking of Florida, uh, they picked up offensive guard and a oh, wide receiver. Yeah, yeah, Justin Shorter. So, um, mm-hmm. again, they're another team that's just adding pieces. I mean, they're just adding on top they of are. Yeah, so, I mean, they're going to be, Sim- you know, juggernaut as usual in the AFC East. You know, similar to how the Bengals will go as far as Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase will take them, um, I think the Bills are going to go as far as Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs are going to take them. But yeah. 
you know, I was kind of surprised to learn um, last year was it Josh Allen. He doesn't have any all pro nods. I thought he had at least one. Man, if he does, if he doesn't, I, I'm extremely shocked. I really am. Uh, oh, I take that back. He was second team all pro in 2020. Okay. Yeah. Yep. But uh, yeah, you know, he's. I hear that a guy who's. You know, talked about as much as Allen, he'd have a couple more accolades. Uh, but, uh, you know, he's got, he was second team all pro and he's been to the Pro Bowl twice. So, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe I'm also being a prisoner of the moment because this past <laughs> season, uh, going into the postseason, the Bills were probably uh, at all. Oh, yeah, I remember. Every, I mean, everybody probably had money on Buffalo winning it. And then, as we know, uh, the injury um, mm-hmm. that, that shook the nation, uh, and I'm trying to think of his name, not that um, trying to forget him on purpose. Uh, DeMar Hamlin. DeMar Hamlin, yes. I mean, wow. Uh, and, 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 I, and I said this, and I've, got, I've always had my theories on, oh, this happens, natural disaster in this state or something. Oh, they're going to win you know, a championship. Mm-hmm. Well, as soon as that happened, I'm like, okay, yep, I hate to say it, Bill's going to win the Super Bowl. I mean, they're going to go – I mean, that's just going to be motivation. Yeah. They got it's – a, It's a damn Disney movie. Uh, yeah. A plot then, for a Disney movie. Exactly. And then there comes Cincinnati and, you know, just out of the blue, <laughs> no pun intended, but, um, <laughs> you know, and, man, just, just, just you know, dashes, you know, crushes their hopes. Uh, of going to the Super Bowl, um, mm-hmm. but I, I don't know. Uh, I don't know if they're going to be able to replicate because you know they they're the you know win, ones winning the division, but here comes Aaron Rodgers, you know. Mm-hmm. So I, I just wonder. I, I think there, there's going to. I mean, when they play each other, I think that's going to have a lot of outcome. You know, when the playoff seeding. Mm-hmm. Man, I, I'm sure those are going to be some some games that I feel like going to be high scoring, um, going to be back and forth. Uh, so I, I feel like one's you know one's going to get uh, you know obviously one's going to finish first and one's going to finish second. I feel at least those two teams. Um, mm-hmm. I, I just don't know. As far as like you know you got wild card and division winner, I, I just don't know. I really don't have. It's hard to pick right now. Um, mm-hmm. you know, I, I like I say, I feel like Jets are just going all in. Um, oh, they I don't know, maybe are. Buffalo gets to the Super Bowl this year, you know, unexpectedly because, like you said, everybody picked them last year to go, so yeah, but it, it just feels like their best chance. I, I think so too, yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe they'll surprise us, who knows? Yeah, and everything was lining up. I feel like you said, it just felt like they were gonna win, and, and I, I don't know, I mean, but they kept. You know, Hamlin wasn't there, but they still had everybody else. Uh, yeah, I feel like anything it would have fueled them a lot. Um, so this uh, last division, kind of want to say because we got a Super Bowl chance. But before we get we'll get to them last, um, we'll go with the Raiders uh, mm-hmm. out of Vegas. Um, man, they picked a they had a lot of draft picks. 
Yeah, uh, taking a defensive end at uh, at seven that is a that is a that is a pick. Yeah, Texas Tech, Tyree Wilson. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, six six two seventy one. Uh, number one position rank, ninety four on the grade. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, he and I don't know much about. I've got some friends that are Raiders fans. Um, I don't know if you can shed some light how the team is going to look, you know, and they even got quarterback. We know what happened with Derek Carr. I think that was a yep. big story uh, from them. We know what happened with John Gruden and all that, him getting uh, fired. But yep. uh, I just wonder how they're going to look. Uh, I feel like they're going to finish fourth, I feel like, in the AFC West. Well, yeah, you know, they. it'll be interesting. I don't know how to feel about – letting Derek Carr walk in favor of Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah. In some oh, ways, it right. feels like... Uh, they got him, it, so add that to the mix, yep. Yeah, in some ways, uh, it just feels like, uh, you know, they have... Uh, in the QB room, there's four Super Bowl rings between Jimmy... Gar- or three Super Bowl rings between Jimmy Garoppolo and uh, Brian Hoyer. Hoyer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but <laughs> you know that's a lot more impressive uh, than it than they make. Be. They got those rings yeah. sitting behind Tom Brady. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> they didn't do anything really. Yeah, <laughs> not really. Uh, uh, you know Jimmy Garoppolo, he's a he's a good, but is he? How much of he of an upgrade is he from Derek Carr? Yeah, and then he's been injury prone a little bit. He was. Uh, yeah, was it, so wasn't he out against the Eagles? Yeah, um, they had. Um, well, he, you know, he was out. They brought in Brock Purdy, but he got injured, and they uh-huh. put in their their third string. And I, I heard he was terrible. I didn't even actually watch the game. Um, but I was, <laughs> yeah. And, and then I was like, man, because I'm like. Okay, well, if 49ers, because they've been in the Super Bowl a couple of times recently, and I'm like, man, if, you know, I know, you know, Pittsburgh is passes for most Super Bowls and definitely the Patriots, but I was thinking, man, I definitely don't want 49ers, and I'm sure their fans feel the same, but I was just mm-hmm. like, wow, third string. I was like, yeah, Philly's going to eat him up alive, and, and that's yep. exactly what happened. Um, but, yeah, Garoppolo, I, I don't know. I mean, yeah, he he's – I mean, as long as he stay healthy, I mean – but I mean, if he, if he doesn't, I, they're going to finish fourth. Uh, Garoppolo, he may have them in third, which they finished, you know, third last year. Right. I mean, you know, he'll have Devontae Adams uh, yes. as receiver, and right. Adams led the league in touchdowns and receiving touchdowns last year. Um, and so, you know, as far as having weapons, he'll have Josh Jacobs as the running back and also Devontae Adams. I think uh, that's definitely an upgrade from Debo Samuel. All due respect to Samuel. Uh, Hunter Renfro, I think, is a good uh, receiver, too. Let me tell you, that guy's dynamic. Uh, I watched him. Man, he just balled out in the uh, national championship game against Alabama that second time they played each other. Oh, yeah. I mean, he had the the iconic uh, last-second catch in the – it was in the 2016 title game. That, that's right. And let me tell you, he's one of those guys you want on the team. I remember when they had the Raiders on Hard Knocks on HBO. I mm-hmm. mean, he's one of those guys, 
he's always sharp with his when he's making you know going on his you know roots and you know he's making cuts and stuff and he always yep. you rarely see him drop the ball i mean he just has yep. those defensive skills you, you would want in, in in a wide receiver i mean yeah exactly he's yeah. statistical i mean he seems like a pretty good guy um, mm-hmm. he you know is what you would want in an nfl uh player but you know definitely a wide receiver yeah absolutely uh that's that's one of the things I thought about Hunter Renfro is that he uh, doesn't have the athleticism of, say, Devontae Adams. Yeah. But he runs good routes and he has good hands. Um, and uh, and I think that uh, that is definitely a good thing. Uh, that will take him a lot further than uh, most other uh, attributes. Yeah, you know, Trey Tucker, wide receiver, Cincinnati picked uh, in the third round. You know, like you were just saying, Devontae Adams, you know, mm-hmm. he may earn a spot, um, you know, and and get to play, you know, alongside Devontae, you know, be, be on the other side, you know, uh, being a receiver. Yep. Uh, yeah, so he could definitely win a spot. Uh, the pick of quarterback, Aiden um, O'Connell out of Purdue. Uh, yep. Don't know much about him. Uh, I don't know if you can shed a little light on that. Well, uh, I know that LSU kicked Purdue's ass in the uh, <laughs> y'all did in the uh, Citrus Bowl, I think. Okay, yep. But uh, I don't even remember if Aiden O'Connell played in that. Uh, either way, O'Connell, I mean, he was able to lead Purdue to the Big Ten title game last year. Uh, he was second team All Big Ten these last two years. Um. And so that's he has that going for him. Um, and so uh, he he did enter early. Um, other than that, uh, you know, statistically speaking, he has a seventeen eleven career record as a starter. Um, let's see. Uh, as far as uh, passing. 66.7% completion percentage, uh, 65 touchdowns to 30 interceptions. That's, well, middling. I guess yeah, what you not might. Too, not too shabby. Yep. It's not too shabby. It's It might be right around what you would expect of a fourth-round pick. That's true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. What you just, uh, uh, just a little under 10,000 career yards. Uh career passing yards in uh in college so see yeah and he's probably gonna you know pocket passer um maybe fairly accurate yeah he's got a good size he's got a good build for a qb yeah um so yeah uh i guess it's it's saying something that uh, he was able to take purdue to the big 10 title game Right, right, yeah, yeah, because I think, yeah, they kind of shocked everybody, uh, you know, getting in, in the Big Ten title game. Um, and then we got uh, the Broncos, Denver. Uh, again, I'll say it mm-hmm. again, I, I can't believe, you know, Russell Wilson gets traded last year. He hadn't even played, you know, throwing the football. And yep. he gets his contract extended. I'm like, okay, is that weird? I don't think <laughs> I've ever heard of that happening. And then, lo and behold, and then that man, they they just, I mean, five and twelve, last last place. I mean, embarrassing. I, yeah, you thought they would maybe get, you know, 
Chiefs and um, uh, the Chargers little competition. And I mean, no, I mean it no. was just I don't know. Wheels just fell off early. I think I think do with the fact that Nathaniel Hackett was probably in over his head yeah. as a head coach because there were games where he looked absolutely lost. Mm. And so, and I think the fact that he didn't even finish a whole season, yeah, I think that speaks to that. Yeah, definitely speaks um, volumes. Uh, yeah, it doesn't make any sense. But yeah, they got Drew Sanders out of Arkansas inside yep. linebacker. One of the two players drafted from Arkansas. Okay. Okay. So, yeah, he. I mean, he's. I like it. Uh, I think uh, Sanders. Uh, I think Sanders is a good player. He really uh, is. Yeah, I remember seeing him in some games I watched, and yeah, he. I mean, he was. I mean, fly, fly. You know, fly around the ball. I mean, he, he was very quick and. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, tough player. So. Uh, yep. Yeah, I think I mentioned it uh, last time. Maybe yep. it didn't, but as after the first three rounds, uh, LSU had or Arkansas had more players picked than uh, LSU, which is interesting too. I mean, you would think opposite, maybe possibly. Um, yep. Uh, you know, usually that is the case. Uh, Surprising enough, LSU didn't have anybody going in the first round. Yeah, um, their first pick was uh, in the second round. BJ Ojolari went to the Cardinals, but yeah, after the first three rounds, he was the only pick from LSU in the uh, first three rounds. Yeah, yeah, and. Um... They were saying on radio they thought uh, ESPN they thought Denver this is and and I may have to agree uh, should be a bounce back year now they don't get it done this year I don't know <laughs> yeah it, you know it it pains me to see Sean Payton in a sideline that's not the same that's right yeah uh, what do you think about that uh, yeah he, he, he's in my I mind. think he's a good coach and uh, you know it's I understood why he stepped away because you know nfl being an nfl coach is extremely demanding and yeah you burn out easy oh for sure yeah you and heard, we were talking about sean McVay. you know him already tapping yeah out and yeah he's younger so and you know he brought a super bowl to new orleans uh he uh after the first you know i started watching following the nfl probably in like 2000 2001 okay uh, and aside from winning uh, their first ever playoff game in 2000 against the Rams, uh, those years before Sean Payton and Drew Brees came to New Orleans, they were very disappointing. They were very mediocre at best. Uh, and, you know, the bottom fell out at, in 2005 after Katrina. That's right. Um so, you know, I will always be thankful for yeah. the last, uh, what was it, more or less 15 years that uh, he was in New Orleans. Yeah. Uh, um, so I'll always be thankful. I'll always be grateful for that. They were great. Um, uh, but, yeah, it sucks to see him in Denver. However, he's not with the Falcons or the Panthers <laughs> or the Buccaneers. Hey, that's a good thing. <laughs> he's not in the division, yeah. Yeah, and so it'll be sad if 
the Saints ever have to play him. Um, but uh, you know, I wish him well. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And then uh, the the Chargers uh, picked up Quinn Johnson at TCU wide receiver. And then come to think of it, it looks like they picked up two other guys from TCU. So I'm sure when they were out there for the uh, national title mm-hmm. uh, in LA, I'm, I'm sure that you know, caught, you know, I'm sure some Charger scouts were there because man, they picked up. Uh, a wide receiver, uh, Darius Davis, and Max Max Duggan. Max Duggan. I'm actually surprised. I don't know. You know, maybe maybe uh, you can clue me in a little bit. Uh, but you know, how come Max Duggan fell that far? Because I mean, he led TCU to the national title. He was a Heisman finalist. Yeah. So I, you know, well, I mean, just looking, I mean. He doesn't have, you know, we were, I guess we kind of briefly touching on agility uh, early, earlier. But, yeah, I mean, taller guy, I mean, he's 6'2", 207, uh, great vision, yeah. uh, you know, and he, he can, he's ability to elude defenders. He just doesn't have that really elite ability. Um, I'm going to say Quinn, or not, uh, um, Anthony Richardson, I'm going to say Quinn Richardson, basketball player, but no, uh, Anthony Richardson, you know, a little bit more uh, elite ability than Max Duggan. Well, I don't know. I mean, just from now, again, now Max Duggan may surprise us. And again, he did lead. Yeah, I mean, you know, he led uh, TC to a title. He won the Davey O'Brien award. He won the Johnny Unitas award. He was the Big 12 Offensive Player of the Year, second team All-American, first team All-Big 12. Uh, you know, was it really that, you know, did scouts really uh, think, holy shit, this is what happens when he plays a good team right. when TCU played Georgia? Was that really it, or is there more to more to the story? Because, <sighs> yeah, I mean, I know they match touchdowns on the first uh, both opening drives, both teams, and then after that, I mean, just Georgia. The wheels just fell off. Yeah, they just whooped ass, and so um, and, and I'd only seen Duggan I really just, and I didn't really finish watching the national title game, but I, first time I saw no. Duggan play uh, was the uh, semifinal game. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he, he kind of came alive in that third and fourth quarter. I mean, it was almost like he just willed the team to win. So yeah, he, uh, you, know, you know, even in that even in that semifinal game, TCU still needed two defensive touchdowns to win. Yeah, and you know, it makes me wonder if this was the TCU thought process in that, okay, well, we're gonna play Georgia. They beat Michigan pretty soundly. We beat Michigan. And, uh, and, uh, and so, you know, we should match up fairly well against Georgia, something or something, you know, tying in Georgia beating Michigan and, uh, TCU also beating Michigan. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, yeah. And then I don't know, Duggan may be like, you know, when I say will to win, you know, we know what. In a way, Baker Mayfield does. You know, we did a Thursday night football game. Yeah. Uh, you know, last year. So, you know, maybe he's just like, 
he, you know, out of nowhere, you know, he just, man, he just balls out. Yeah, you know, I don't know if he just turns it on late or, you, you, you know, what his mindset is more so. Baker Mayfield, if there's one thing you can't deny about him, the guy's got heart. He yeah. will play his heart out. And I think Max Duggan, that's what I was thinking, is that you put it very well, heart. I think that's what Duggan had. And he may probably he probably still has, you know. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of my analysis on him. I just feel like it's hard with those type of players, you know. Uh, yeah. I guess so. Yeah, he might be on to <laughs> something. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel you. I mean, I'm just kind of reaching at this point. As far as with him, yeah, because like, I'm just remembering what I saw. And then, like mm-hmm. I said, late late in that semifinal game, I was like, man, this dude. Because, I mean, again, I, I really had, I thought it was going to be Georgia-Michigan. Um, I, I yep. didn't want to see TCU make it because they were an underdog. But I just there for a minute thought, man, yeah. I, I think it was going to be a blowout. But I thought, uh, you know, TCU would have been close. Michigan wins, but maybe by seven or ten points. And then mm-hmm. here comes TCU, man. They're, they're just not giving up, you know. So they threw no. everything. Now, I don't know about now, Georgia just dominated. Now, I'm sure most people had, obviously, Georgia winning that game. But, yeah, TCU-Michigan, man, I, I definitely thought Michigan probably was going to finally get to the championship game. So Maybe their mindset also could have been along the lines of, hey, uh, Michigan blew out uh, Ohio State. Georgia barely beat Ohio State. You know, we were able to beat Michigan. Yeah. And so we should be able to handle Georgia as well. Right. Uh, and so, I don't know, something, some some thought process along those lines. Scratch yeah. the first thing I said about Georgia, Georgia beating Michigan, but it was uh, more along the lines of Michigan, Ohio State, than Ohio State barely losing to Georgia. Yeah. It uh, it led TCU to base probably be a little uh, lackluster in their preparation. Maybe I, 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 that's a, that's a, that's that's probably what happened. Yeah, um, with them being first time, <laughs> yeah, pr- probably didn't prepare well, and it, it showed. Um, you know, and then they're not used to playing that SEC schedule. So anybody, Mm-mm. if anybody, now, and I was thinking about this a while back. One of the few people that's beat Nick Saban has been Urban Meyer. Yep. You know, and, and then also when he when he went to Ohio State, he he knows how to win the SEC. So obviously, mm-hmm. you know, when he was there, Ohio State went undefeated one year, and you know they went to the college football playoff and won it all. I mean, he knows how they to win. they lost Urban. to uh, that was in twenty fourteen. They yeah, went, mm-hmm. but they lost to Virginia Tech. But they lost exactly. Mm-hmm. But uh, trap game, as I call it. Yeah, <laughs> no, it, it absolutely was a game. But uh, Urban Meyer was basically like, okay, I took that personally, and then mm-hmm. steamrolled everybody else. Oh yeah, clearly. And you know they had what three quarterbacks at Cardell Jones. Yeah, uh, down to Cardell Jones uh, because Braxton Miller and JT Barrett were injured, and then. Zeke was running all over the Just place. All over the place, man. That Sugar Bowl, he rolled over Alabama. Like, yep. Clear. They had uh, Michael Thomas as receiver. Yep. Uh, and so, so yeah that that uh, that 2014 squad was stacked. Yeah, uh, yeah. 
it definitely was, man. Yeah, they, you know, just know how to win. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. most certainly. Uh, well, last team we got here, uh, the Chiefs, as we know. Uh, bless you. Um, yeah, we have the Chiefs, so Super Bowl champs. We know mm-hmm. we're going to get babyface assassin Patrick Mahomes, uh, white chocolate Travis Kelsey. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I, yeah, I mean, it's across the board. I mean, it, you see what you get. Uh, they, they know how to win under the big lights. Uh, they want to. You know, goals. on a side note, I will say one of the things that I was kind of happy to see was that um, – one TV show that my wife and I have been watching a lot of lately is Modern Family. It's a pretty okay. funny show. It is. Uh, it is. I enjoy it. It's a humor, but yeah. Yep. Yeah. It has a, it's a bit of a mockumentary, kind of sort of like Parks and Rec. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but I enjoyed seeing Eric Stone Street yeah. as uh, one of the, I guess, presenters on. Yeah, yeah. I forgot he, you know, when he came on stage, we were watching the draft at Twin Peaks. I was like, oh, wow, okay. I forgot he was a Chiefs fan, you know. Oh, he's a diehard Chiefs fan. He's yeah, from KC. Yep. Yep. Yeah, he's from KC, and so uh, um, he's a diehard Chiefs fan. And so it was thinking, oh shit, it's uh, Cam Tucker. Uh, that's his character on uh, on Modern uh-huh. Family. So okay, I remember like, what? <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah that's so uh, so that was uh, it. Was fun seeing it. Was it was fun to see him? But uh, you know, they got Felix. Uh, Anu DK Zuma. I probably butchered his last oh, name. So. You're probably closer to pronouncing it better than I would. But yeah, hometown. Yeah, Kansas State last pick of the the first round. So that's awesome. Yep. Uh, in state. Um, yeah, he was a. Uh... Sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say. Yeah, I was looking at their picks. Um, he was a he hell did... of a pick. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, he's gonna be a good complement to Frank Clark. He was a. First team All American, Big Twelve Defensive Player of the Year, um, two time Big Twelve Defensive Lineman of the Year, two time First Team All Big Twelve. So see, there you go, right there. They're just getting, you know, hey, adding to this this championship, you know, yeah, uh, another piece to the puzzle. And you, you know, we know that what they can do. And it's Chris Jones. I mean, he's he's still on defensive line, isn't he? Yep, Chris Jones, okay. Frank Clark. There we go. Yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, those are the. I think it was a good addition, good pick. Right, and they got uh, some. Um, man, it looks like they got some. Also, some neighboring. Uh, well, uh, somewhat close by. Uh, you know, they got uh, SMU uh, Rasheed Rice, a wide receiver, and they got uh, one uh, Wanya Morris at Oklahoma, offensive tackle, and then uh, Keandre Coburn out of Texas. So, I mean, they're mm-hmm. not too far from you know you know those states you know oklahoma and texas so right um yeah you got kind of somewhat close by uh mm-hmm. draft you know those people are coming from those states pretty close to missouri so uh right but yeah man that's that's uh that's something that stephen f austin bj thompson outside linebacker um mm-hmm. yeah they're just like i said like i said them and then the uh the Bills, I mean, yeah, they're just they're just stacking at this point. Yep, they absolutely are. Um, Chiefs, I think they are uh, they're in good uh, they're in good position to. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe win it again. Uh, Ooh, if not, I, I know they're gonna be they're gonna be. We know they're gonna be in the playoffs, barring injury. 
to yeah. Mahomes, um, and then you know getting the playoffs. Uh, I'm looking for them to probably have you know 14-3 last year. Um, they're probably I would say 13 and four. Um, mm-hmm. This is just my pick, I, honestly, because I, I I think Buffalo. Well, I haven't. Well, the schedule just got released tonight. Um, but uh, depending who they play uh, this season, this upcoming season. Um, I mean, if they if they draw Bengals and Bills again, that game could go either way. That could, you know, just depending. You know, they only had three losses last year. Kansas City did, like I said, but um, yeah, time will tell with that upcoming what the record's going to be. What? Oh, yep. Yep, went out again. <laughs> uh, I was just <laughs> saying. Uh, yeah, I think no, they have uh, something along those lines. Uh, I know they yeah. start the season off against the Lions. That's right. Um, yep. Yeah, so that, that should be a blowout game, I'm pretty sure. I wouldn't say blowout. I expect the oh, Chiefs to so? win. Yeah. I expect the Chiefs to win, but, you know, I think the Lions are all are, – uh, are trending in the right direction, and mm-hmm. uh, Dan Campbell seems like a guy you would want to run through a brick wall for. Yeah, I saw my hard knocks. Yeah, they seem like yeah. Now, like I said, they are trending upward. They won eight of the, the last nine games uh, this past. They ended the season nine and eight, and I think I think that should have gotten him very strong consideration for coach of the year. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. When you look at where the Lions were before he came in with Matt Patricia. Mm-hmm. You know, Patricia left them a damn dumpster fire. <laughs> so the job Dan Campbell has done, it's phenomenal. I'm very impressed, and it, it really I is. want to yeah. see them excel. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. And, and I don't know. I'm gonna say possibly Kansas City beats them by two touchdowns. I'm gonna say. Uh, yeah, yeah, I can see that. I, I, yeah, uh, oh, I won't be surprised. Yep. I won't be surprised if that happens, but yeah. I also think that it's going to be closer than two touchdowns. It'll okay. be a one-score, yeah. one-score game. Yeah, because and then, like you just said, maybe they shock the nation. You know, open mm-hmm. at night. I mean, lights lights are out. You know, bright as hell. You know, you know, shining shining on you. So, you know. Well, lines. I mean, last year. Uh, the Rams, Rams played on opening night, and they came out rather flat. They really did, and and I thought because this before I had picked them, I was like, oh yeah, they just won Super Bowl, but you know, obviously, not like it used to be. It was not the same team, mm-hmm. and you know, they got you know the Bills got Von Miller, and I'm and mm-hmm. like I said, a lot of people had picked the Bills before even that game to to win to go to Super Bowl and win it. So, yeah, yeah. but uh, they got an aging Von Miller. They didn't get, you know, early to mid twenty tens Von Miller. Right, that's true. Yeah, he's kind of, you know, he he's his really good years were in Denver, as we know. Yeah, uh, and yeah. then he latched on to the Rams just before going to the playoffs to get ring number two. But I mean, you know, prime Von Miller, he carried the corpse of Peyton Manning to the Super Bowl. He in really twenty fifteen. 
And my wife would tell you up front because she's a Broncos fan. She just said, uh, forget Peyton Manning. Uh, Orange Crush defense won. Vaughn Miller, he got MVP for a reason. So, Oh, absolutely. 100%. Peyton yeah. Manning looked. Defenses, man. I, I mean, even just watching. Since I started watching football last, um, oh, probably, like, really watching it probably since 2007. And, I, I, you know, used to I just watched the Super Bowl for the most part, but – Man, I mean, they had, you know, Danny Trevathan, they had Vaughn mm-hmm. Miller, uh, they had uh, Chris Harris, uh, they oh, had Aqib yeah, uh, Tlaib. I mean, uh, you, you know, they had all those players, man, and it just, like, you had a feeling that year they were going to win, you know. Right. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Brock Osweiler came in, you know, <laughs> man, I mean, he did really good. And then, you know, they, you know, like my wife said, well, they just put Manning in. You know, right yeah. for the Super Bowl, uh, and I think that last playoff game for the Super Bowl, but uh, AFC Championship. But yeah, man, I mean, Trevor Simeon was able to. Trevor Simeon was able to get a Super Bowl ring because he was on the Broncos. That's team. Right? Yeah, he was <laughs> on that team. So yeah, man. And then they had uh, De- Demar- was it? Yeah, Demarius Thomas. Demarius Thomas was on the team. Yeah, rest in peace. Yeah, he was on the team. So yeah, man. They, I mean, they were top to bottom. Mm-hmm. They had a Prater kicker, I think. Uh, was or what? Hmm. Um, or was it? Am I thinking? Was it Prater? It might know. have been. Yeah, but yeah, like I said, they they were really good, and uh, yeah, yeah, they they had really a lights out team. So, mm-hmm. yeah, man. Well, uh, that concludes the draft, man. Appreciate you coming on. Uh, so we'll get these uploaded soon, and and let the world listen. Uh, but yeah, man, thanks again for being on. Yeah, happy to do it. I had a lot of fun. Yeah, most certainly, man. We'll be in touch, and uh, we'll catch you later. For sure. Sounds good, man. Oh, yeah, man. Peace. Peace, man. Have a good night. All right. You too. That wraps up another episode of Happy Hour with Ryan. Another shout-out to my guy, Naveed. Appreciate him coming on to help me break down all 32 NFL teams for the 2023 NFL Draft. And uh, we'll see you guys next time on Happy Hour with Ryan. Peace.